Jehovah Almighty. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Oh, we thank you, Jehovah Almighty. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Ah, we thank you, Jehovah Almighty. Hey, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you. Ah, we thank you, Jehovah Almighty. Father, we thank you this morning. We bless your name for what you're about to do to us and for us this morning. We thank you. That you have seen us through 52 Sundays of the year without scratches. We thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. It's a privilege for us to still be alive today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take your seat. Take your seat. Well, the hammer time is wild. The whole place is white. Amen. Madame period, people are not able to wake up early. Ask somebody, what time did you wake up? <laughs> Amen. We're going to have a very powerful service today. I want you to know that God is going to appear here this morning. Amen. There's going to be strong power, strong presence of God in this place. And uh, you have to stay alert. You have to open up to the spirit of God. It is going to be awesome as we worship. Angels of God are going to descend into the meeting. And if you open up to God, God will do a lot in your life. Amen. Amen. Shortly, 25 minutes, 20 minutes. I want to share on becoming a church for the unchurched. How can we become a church where the unchurched can find a place to church? The Bible said that we should go ye into the world. That means the church is for the world. The world must come to church. But most of the times, there are a lot of Pharisees and Jewish tendencies. When Jesus resurrected, they said, oh, so you are going to restore the kingdom unto us. Because they have suffered so much under the Roman or the Romans leadership or the Roman kingdom or the Roman empire. They were also waiting to revenge. Now that our king has also resurrected, He's going to restore the kingdom of God to us. You get it? But Jesus said, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what I'm going to do. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel. That means that the gospel is for the world. The gospel is for the sinner. The church is for the unchurched. 
The church is the place where God welcomes the sinner and transforms him into a saint. The church is the place where God accepts men. However they are, he accepts them and begins to work on them. Our problem is that sometimes when you have been in church for a while, you begin to behave like the other son of the, the other brother of the prodigal son. You know, when somebody has backslided or somebody's in the world and he comes into the church, you expect that your miracle will come before that person. You expect that God will love you more than that person. You expect that you have some special privileges. You expect some things. Amen. Am I in church? But sometimes all of a sudden the person comes and the person is breaking through and basa, basa, basa. You are like, ah, I've been in church all this while. And you know, it's not of him that will it. Nor of him that ran it. But it is God's sovereign act to show mercy. So you follow God not because of material things. You follow God because you are convicted that he's your maker and he's your savior. The reason why people tend to compare themselves and measure themselves among themselves is because they are following God because of something. Something material. Something that is earthly. But it must be a conviction. That is why the Bible said that with the heart, a man believes and with the mouth. So it is an internal, internal something before it becomes what? An external. But if you, in 2016, you have to begin to believe God from your heart. Let it be a deep, deep conviction that you are serving God, not because of what he will give you, but it is because you love him. Amen. Now, it's not capable men that God is looking for. God is looking for willing people. Say willing people. Oh, say willing people. It's not, it's, 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 it's not about size or stature. It is the heart that is willing. So you see Jesus rejecting the cup many times. At the point he said, Father, not my will. That's yours. Jesus was ready to submit his will to the will of the Father. You have to understand that when you are following God, God is measuring your level of loyalty and commitment. You, you cannot outbeat God's measuring scale. There is nothing you can beat the measuring scale of man. Some people go to school, the whole semester, they won't learn. But when exams come, they have the questions and they answer and they pass. You beat the marking schemes of man. But you cannot beat the marking scheme of God. In church, it's, it's not possible. It's not, it's not, you can do all you are doing, but God's marking scheme is standard. And no man can manipulate it. Amen. You can man- manipulate a lecturer with your beauty, with sex, with whatever, with money. But God created sex. God created money. God created the earth. The Bible said the earth is the loss. And the, all the gold they are mining in South Africa, in Ghana, in everything belongs to him. So how can you manipulate? You can manipulate a policeman, but you cannot manipulate God. In 2016, you must live a real Christian. One thing that I'm doing nowadays is to assess my life. Take my life through uh, 
auditing process. I'm trying to compare and make sure that I am upgrading my life in terms of my prayer life. Am I really praying? In terms of my gift, am I really really the person people think I am? That's a question you should ask yourself. Are you really the person you look like in church? That's what I do. I'm doing, I'm, I'm taking books, I'm writing. Write, I compare my prayer life, how I used to pray. Am I still keeping the temple? Have I gone down or upgraded? The way people see Pastor Prince. Is it the Pastor Prince they know that I know and God knows? That is a question you should be asking yourself. Amen. And I'm going to show you something today as I exhort before the worship time that God knows the detail of what he told you to do or give and what you did or you gave. I will show you. He said, he told Abraham, because you have not withheld your son, comma, your only son. So God does, you can't outbeat God. You can't trick God. You can't suck our God. God is all-knowing. Sometimes we forget all these things. All-knowing. All, the only wise God. Omniscient. He's everywhere. Omnipotent. Omnipresent. He's everywhere. If you think you have outbeat God, you are wrong. He just showed you mercy. That is why you are alive. Granting you more grounds for us to repair and begin to follow. How can we be a church that the unchurched can come to church and feel comfortable and worship? A church that people can come and say, this can be my home. I'm ready to sit down listen to preaching, fellowship, and grow up in the Lord. How can the church, how can this church become a place where the community, the people in the community who are unchurched, and I listened to my father teach, and it was like, when a church is planted, there are four groups of people in the community. Number one, people who are Christians. Who go to church? Who are committed to a church? Number two, there are people who are Christians who are not committed to a church. Number three, there are people who are Christians who don't go to church. Number four, they are unbelievers. Out of them, you have over three quarters of them that you can win into your church. Now, the problem is, when you look at the statistics of every church, the number of visitors far outweighs the number of people who become members in the year. You have to finish me with that statistics this year. How many people were visitors? And how many of those who said they would be visitors became members? And then you give me statistics of how many visitors against how many people who said they would be members? Then, those who said they will be members, how many of them have actually become members? You see, you as a church and as a department, if you have not grown compared to last year, 
you have a lot to do. Choir, horses, technical, prayer, every department must be growing in stature, in numbers, in power, and in influence. It must show. If somebody came, today I was watching the Jometo video again. We'll be, we'll be producing it very soon. I like watching it. Every morning I use it. Whilst I'm preparing, I play it. And I look at people. I look at the church. Even the church physically has changed. When you look at, when you watch the video and now, the church has changed. And that same video will be played. You will see that video again five years to come. And you look at yourself. Naturally, you have changed. You will change naturally. But spiritually, financially, socially, uh, destiny-wise, you must cause the change. Destiny doesn't change naturally. You have to effect the change. So as a church, we have been doing church for four years. May next year will be five to the glory of God. Now, the, what is the new focus? How do we reach the unchurched? How do we become a, an icon for the unchurched? Amen. I listed some 10 things here, or 12 things. I'll run through very fast. If, if the church will grow to a certain extent, we must target the unchurched. The unchurched are the people who don't belong, who are not committed. Not belong, committed. There are some people where you meet them, oh, I'm in Pentecost. Oh, I am in Catholic. Oh, I'm in Divine. Oh, I'm in Method. But you know that for one month, two months, the guy has not gone to church. Are there some people you know like that? They are the people we target. They are the unchurched. Unbelievers too are unchurched. So when I say unchurched, these are the two categories of people we are looking at. The people who say they go to church, but you never see that they are committed to the church. And the unbelievers, obviously, unbelievers are what? Naturally unchurched. Now, 12 things we should do in order to take a position of a church that can accommodate the unchurched. Number one, see yourself as part of what God is doing. See yourself as part of what God is doing. See yourself as part of what God is. You have to recognize something that God is doing something. God is doing something and you have to recognize it. You you have to identify that God is doing something new and you have to be you have to identify yourself with it. It is something that God is doing for his people in this community. And you have to, if you don't identify yourself with it, you will not be a partaker of the blessing. That's why the Bible said that if you are ashamed of me before men, I will also be ashamed of you before my father. If you deny me before men, I will also, so if you are not part of the team, if you don't see yourself as part of the church, oh, uh, 
the ICGC church. Oh, I am in the ICGC church. <laughs> Immediately you start speaking like that. That is not ownership. <laughs> I am in there. I'm from ICGC. <laughs> Amen. That is more ownership. I am, I am, I, I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm an usher in our church. Uh, there is a church around. So I, I went to preach somewhere and I told somebody that. He asked me, what's one sign that shows that the person is committed to your ministry? Should I tell you? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll keep it to myself for a while. So that I'll use it to measure a lot of you for a long time. If I say it now, some of you start pretending. <laughs> Amen. Number two, put yourself into the work of the ministry. Put yourself into the work of the ministry. Be involved in the work. Be involved in the work. Be involved in the work. Be involved. When Jesus was going to start his ministry, he went and called people to become part of the work. He didn't call them to become observers. He said, follow me and I will make you. So, if you don't follow, the, 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 the making of a man is in his ability to follow Jesus. Follow me and I will make you. So, you must be part of the work so that God can make you into the man he wants you to become. He went and saw a tax collector. He said, follow me. The man left his decks and followed him. He met fishermen, Peter, James, and John, fishermen. They were fishing. Net, some of them were mending their nets. Some of them were mending their boats. And he said, follow me. So if you don't become part of the work, you, 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 you are not a partaker. So be involved in the work. Jesus said, my meat is to do, is to do, is to do the will of the Father. My will is to do. You, he said, don't be hearers only by what? Doers. So don't just be a church member on paper, but be involved in the work that God has called us to do. Can I hear a big amen? Number three, behave yourself wisely inside and outside the church. Behave yourself wisely inside and outside the church. He said that you are living epistles being read by men. 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 The information you give to men outside the church will determine the type of image they will have concerning the church. So you are living epistles being read by the church. Behave yourself wisely in the church and outside the church because whatever you are doing outside the church, the pastor will not be, will not be with you. He may not know, but people are reading. So one day we go for evangelism and then they say, oh, <laughs> you people, no, 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 no. And when we went for the evangelism in November, we had a lot of, a lot of, oh, your pastor is good. That's why your pastor, but the people, 
Some of the people, and they mention some people. Ask somebody, are you the one? So behave yourself wisely, and uh, the Lord will bless you. Number four, speak well about the church to the outsiders. Speak well about the church to people. Tell people of how the church blesses you anytime you come. Anytime you come to church, let them know how you feel fulfilled. You know, sometimes I hear a lot of testimony. Oh, when I came to church, I was very down. But, Pastor, by the time we finished preaching, by the time we had finished the praise and worship, I felt relieved. You know, speak well about the church. Let people hear of the good things God is doing in the church. How you came to the church and where God has brought you. Let people hear of it. Speak well of the church. Some of us don't speak well about the church at all. Even though you are in the church, you, you don't speak well about the church. You don't even speak about the church. People don't even know where you church. You don't even want people to know where you church. If we come to your house, we ask, hey, Mary, Mary's going to church. Where? And we want, want to track her in a church. We church. Oh, we don't know. She takes care and speak well about the church. Let people know the good things God is doing here. Speak well. Unless God is not doing anything here. Unless you don't see any good thing here. But if God is doing something good here, speak well about the church. Is God doing something good here? Has God been good to you? Have you gotten some miracle from here? Have you gotten a testimony from here? Let somebody hear about it. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Number five, if we have to be a church that the unchurched can church, is that we share what our pastor preaches with others. When you come to church and we preach the word, we teach the word, let people hear of it. In the Monday when you go to work or when you go home, even that same day, share with your brothers. Share with anybody that stays in your house. If, if, if some of you, the only way you can get closer to maybe your house helps, your gate man and all those, use them as your church. Use them as your congregation. After church, you get go and sit by him or her and you start sharing what pastor taught. Some of you, the only way you can uh, build a very good communication between you and your beloved is to keep sharing what you were taught. It has a way of streamlining and kicking out last and all those things. So you, have, you, you share the word of God. You go to work and with your friend in your office or what, when you are eating at lunch or breakfast, you begin to share what was taught. Amen. It shows, it's a great sign that you, you, you have put yourself into the ministry of your pastor. Can I hear a big amen? Because just imagine that... Um, just imagine that you share, another person shares. You are in the same community. You share, another person share, another person share. Then maybe one person was in another meeting where somebody was sharing. Then he comes and he meets another person. They say, oh, this is what we're taught. Pastor Prince taught us this, according to this, according to that. Gradually, do you, do you know why people pay for advertisement for a period of time? Maybe they'll pay. If you, if, if you want to advertise something, you go to Joy FM, they'll tell you three months advert twice a day is 500 Ghana. Six months advert twice a day 
is a thousand something. Why? Why wouldn't they do it once? They would do it every time. First instance, you didn't you won't give them attention. But before you realize, everybody is talking about it. And before you realize, you also part. So keep sharing what you are taught. Amen. Number six, become a son and a daughter to your pastor and his ministry. Not every church member is a son or a daughter. Some people just come, listen to the word, they are blessed and they go. But if you make your pastor your father, you begin to minister and live in the church as a son and a daughter. Many people, I told somebody that it's not everybody that, it's not everybody that comes to church that wants to go to heaven. Amen. Amen. It's not everybody that comes to church that wants to go to heaven. Even the devil was in heaven, but he didn't want to stay in heaven. Amen. Because some of you don't know, they came to rob our television. And the way the person entered the church, it means that the person has come to church before and took the television away. I believe the person is not strange, but the person had come to church and made visibility studies and took, you see, if you don't see yourself as a son and a daughter of their house, how can you rob your own house? You can only do that if you don't see yourself part of the home. How can you rob your own house? It's not possible. Have you brought armed robbers to rob your home before? No. So see yourself as a son and a daughter. Tell somebody, see yourself as a son and a daughter. Number seven, protect the properties of the church. Protect the properties of the church. Everywhere the properties of the church is, be keen on it. Especially our signboards and all that. You should have an eye for it. Anytime you are passing, at least, just as you, you, are, you, are, you are passing, you check. I told you of how I saw one of the signboards over there and somebody has cut the arrow. The arrow that would direct people to church. Somebody has cut it. As I told you, not everybody wants to go to. It's not an unbeliever who did that. It is another church. Another pastor will send another his church member to go and cut. How, what is unbeliever worried about the church for? Are you in church? Are you in church? It is another church that to send. Oh, we have seen some people. You put your billboard. We put our billboards and people pull it down. It's not. It's not. And not that it is TMA or something. We have our receipts. Every year we renew. So I, I didn't used to use that road. I just used it once, one night, with David in the car. When we got there, I saw it. I noticed it immediately. So protect the properties of the church because it is your thing. It's your own money we used to purchase them. So if you go and bring arm robbers to rob what you have paid for, continue. But protect the properties of the church. Protect the properties of what? Number eight, live a life of integrity. Live a life of integrity. Let integrity be part of your life. It's difficult to live a life of integrity. In in fact, I'm I'm preparing a sermon on seven long battles of life. Battles that will never stop. 
if you're a man of God, the battle of staying anointed and staying anointed, it will continue to the day you leave the earth. If you are married, the battle of keeping a happy home is not automatic. And one of the battles, long battles of life, there are long battles of life, long. And the house of Saul and, and the house of David were in a long battle. There are long battles. And one of it is living a life of integrity. Next year, let's upgrade our desire to live a life of integrity. Can I hear a big amen? Wherever you are working, let, let the testimony of integrity be part of you. When, when, when they mention your name, they should, it, should, it should come with integrity. They should trust you. People should, be say, should say good things about you. Oh, as for him, if you give him work, you are sure. Or as for him, if you do this. Don't let it be, oh, that guy is too careless. Don't entrust anything into it. No, live a life of integrity. Number nine. Set love traps. Set love traps. Set love traps. What do I mean? Show love to people outside the church. Show love to people outside the church. Maybe you are walking, you see an old man, old woman, help him or her. Somebody is in your area, something. You are going to fetch water. They've locked up. The, somebody is going to, and the person gets there, he realizes he doesn't have money. You have money, pay. Set love traps. Somebody you are in school with, your children are in school with somebody's child, the person is not in the church. I mean, you, are, you took your child to school and you realize they are sacking the person's child. And you have money, you can pay part. But not in the church where I don't encourage people going around and asking for money from people. Amen. And if somebody comes to ask you for money, before you give him, come, bring the person to me. Amen. Amen. Before you give the person, bring the person to me and hand over the money to me in my presence. Because you don't know how many people are exploiting people in the church. Amen. Amen. If, if, you see, if you have any money to give to anybody, give it to the church. Because the church is doing a lot of things. Somebody can come and tell you the mother is sick in the hospital, but the mother is not sick. Somebody can come and tell you he's going to pay school fees, but he's actually not going to pay school fees. So if that we don't set lab traps outside for the sinners, give to the sinners. Because it is them that Jesus came to die for. Amen. Amen. If you sit in a car, somebody cannot pay. Pay for the person. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I remember a case in a church where a man used the pastor as a collateral to take a loan. And the man left the country. Right now, the pastor is in prison. In Isawam. The man was also a deacon. A deacon. Because, oh, if the pastor was afraid that if he doesn't sign, the man will leave the church. Oh, but not me. I'll never guarantee a loan for anybody in the church. Amen. So don't dream about it. (laughs) 
Don't let it pass through your head. That will pass. I just thousand five Ghana. I will not. I will not guarantee a loan. I will pray for you and pour oil on you and believe God with you. But my signature for a loan, never. Set love traps for people outside. Amen. We pay, we pay school fees. We do a lot of things in the church. Yesterday, we went to bless an orphanage. We went to give to them. So if you have money, give to the church. In fact, this church you are sitting on, we are owing hundred of them, 7,000. You've not paid. You are sitting on. And I mean, sometimes I don't feel like asking you people. Because the way you make your face, you make your face some way. <laughs> and if I have not heard from God, I can't ask. But we have hundred chairs that the church is going to pay for. We have to change our base speakers, their sport. They say 7,000. We have to change the plant if we have to use air conditioning. We need about 55,000. So if you have money, give to the church. We will be using it for the right purpose. Next year, we want to do prison evangelism. We want to go and do a church service in a prison and dash them things. So if you have money, but set love traps outside. Have a heart. Have bowels of mercy and show love to people. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hand. Number 10. Become addicted to coming to church. I know that there are a lot of sayings that oh, not all churchgoers are Christians. No. Churchianity is not Christianity. I heard that one yesterday. I was listening to Keflodola and he mentioned that. It was so nice. Churchianity is not Christianity. That's very nice. But <laughs> if you're a Christian, you must be addicted to church. Amen. So in next year, be addicted to church. Number 11, be a loyal member to your pastor's ministry. Be a loyal member to your pastor. It means that you will not encourage people to insult and backbite against your pastor. People who defend men of God always enjoy the anointing on the man of God. People who defend men of God always enjoy the anointing on the man of God. People who defend men of God always enjoy the anointing on the man of God. If you believe your pastor is not anointed, you can join his enemies. But if you believe he is anointed, you should learn to protect the anointing upon your pastor. Can I hear a big amen? It is one of the secrets to success in the kingdom. You must learn to protect the anointing upon your pastor. That means you pray for your pastor, you wish well for your pastor, you, you give to your pastor, you protect him. When people are saying bad things about him, you hear it, you say, oh, no, 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 no. I don't know my pastor to be like that. That is not how pastor is. You have a wrong perception about your pastor. I was speaking to another pastor and I said, then he, he, he goes like, do you know you're, you're a hard person? And I said, to some people, I'm hard. And there is no successful person who was not hard. Amen. There is no, I don't know who, you have to tell me, who has succeeded in building a company who was not hard. Coca-Cola. Who, who is hard than them? They have not shown anybody the composition of their cook. You drink Coca-Cola, it's different from everybody up to now. 
Not even a senior manager in the company can tell you the exact thing that is inside. You, you have to take certain principles in life to build a successful life. You don't play with what people say. You don't listen to what people say. Criticisms are normal. If you are not criticized in life, you can never be sized up in life. You can't go up. If you are not going up, people will not criticize you. <laughs> so if nobody's criticizing you, don't think you're a good man. You are not going up. You are not causing change. You are not causing ripples. You are not causing... Nothing is happening. But immediately you begin to take steps and things begin... And do, hey, is he doing Sikedro? Is he doing this? Hey, what is it? Hey, what is... Oh, don't mind them. Drop their criticism and move forward. Look forward. Pursue. Pursue the big things of life. In 2016, it's a blank check. What you put in is what you get. Put in proper things, invest well, and the Lord will be with you. Can I hear a big amen? Number 12, and then we enter into the service. Counter any accusations against the church and against your pastor's ministry by prayer. Say by prayer. Say by prayer. Say by prayer. Say by prayer. You have to learn how to pray for the church. Say pray for Zion. Pray for Jerusalem. Pray. It is good to pray. It is good to pray. In 2016, pray for us. Pray for the church. Pray for yourself. Pray for your pastor. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't, you, 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 can do, you can stop everything, but you can't stop prayer. Are you in church? You can stop everything, but you cannot stop praying. Because the Bible said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And the truth is that if you, you are not praying, you are backslided, you know. <laughs> you may look very sanctimonious, like the way I've dressed, very pastoral and all that. But if you are not praying, you know, you know that you have quenched fire. Anybody who stops praying has quenched fire. Don't stop praying. They asked, my last statement, they asked Young Cho the secret to church growth. He said there are four cardinals. Number one, prayer. Number two, good preaching. Number three, cell grouping. Number four, good administration. Then they asked him, if you are to remove one from the four, which one will you remove? Good administration. He said, if you are to remove the second, which one will you remove? Cell groups. He said, between the two, which one will you remove? Good preaching and prayer. Say, take away good preaching. I would love to pray. And he prays three hours every day of his life. So don't stop praying if you want to be a successful man. You want to be, have a successful business, a successful life. Don't stop praying. I beg you in the name of the Lord. Don't stop praying. It is very easy to stop praying. When the storms of life comes to you and sometimes when things begin to become more comfortable, you will start praying comfortable prayers. But what the prayers you pray that took you to the place of comfort must be upgraded if you must even move forward. It will be more, you will even need more because you were at zero and you needed ten. Now you have to be, you have to maintain what you use, what you did to move from zero to ten. You have to do it to maintain your tent. And then if you have to move forward, you have to do more. So immediately you stop praying when you begin to see small sources. The devil is preparing a table for you, minus you. I said minus you. Close your eyes and begin to pray. Pray for yourself. 
Bakada, Bakada, Bakada.